Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Littlest Podcast, a podcast about the Canadian television show, The Littlest Hobo, where myself, Katie, and my friend Stefan watch every episode, and then we talk about them. How you doing, Stefan? I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Just going for a little trip. I had to I had to run and grab something. Look, 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 at, look at this. Hold on. I got a soda stream. Amazing. <laughs> Have you just been playing with it? <laughs> this is the first time I've used it. <gasps> really? <laughs> yeah. I've I I got it for my birthday, but it hadn't come in yet. So hopefully we're gonna find out right now. Did I use it properly? All right, let me know. And this episode has been brought to you by Soda Stream, but not really. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Can't right. wait to carbonate some milk. This is what our lives have become in quarantine. <laughs> Welcome to your 30s, folks. Yay! It's very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we're still stuck in our houses, so we're still Skyping <laughs> while we record this. Yeah, hopefully the audio is okay. <laughs> I, I hadn't really noticed anything when I've been editing. Sometimes there's like a very faint echo, um, but usually I can fix that up. So it hopefully it's not too distracting if you do hear it every now and again. <laughs> All right, should I just jump into this week's episode? Let's do it. All right. So this week's episode, season four, I wrote episode six. It's episode 16. (laughs) (laughs) Just a small mistake. (laughs) Just jump back in time. Uh, Small pleasures. And the synopsis reads, Hobo acts to foil two ex-cons intent on stealing a valuable item secreted in a miniature town unbeknownst to the tiny town's current owner. And it aired March 3rd, 1983. I love everything about that sentence. (laughs) Yeah. It's a mouthful for sure. <laughs> it absolutely is. But uh, so we're going to dive right in because this episode starts off in said tiny town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's like a nice shot of some beautiful buildings. You're made to think this is like a little city that Hobo normally would walk through. And then the Hobo appears. <laughs> and he's giant because <laughs> it's a tiny town. <laughs> yeah. And immediately the Godzilla theme starts in your head, right? A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I'll do the theme and you could do the Godzilla roar. Are you ready? Oh, no. Okay. Okay, here we go. I'm trying to do the Godzilla roar, but I don't remember it. It's like a weird high pitched, like. It's a whale and a lion mixed <laughs> together. I don't think any human. I shouldn't say that because I'm sure there's one human that can do it. Somebody has perfected like, that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's such a unique, such a cool, unique roar. And one of those, like, one of the very few sounds that I think just about anybody can identify. Like, if you just played the Godzilla roar, everybody would be like, ah, Godzilla roar. <laughs> we know exactly what it is. 100%. You could, you could play, like, the sound of a, like, North American lynx. And I'd be like, I don't know, some kind of cat. <laughs> yeah. You could play, like, the sound, uh, trying to think of, like, an Australian animal. Some, uh, you know, like a... Noise the kangaroos make. Yeah, kangaroo makes. I don't know. They probably make noises. I'm sure they do. (laughs) Like the sound, like the like a sloth or something makes. I'm like, eh. But you play that Godzilla roar, and I'm like, (laughs) run. Sadly, we get no building destruction in this episode from the hobo. From the hobo. Buildings are destroyed, but no stomping, which is real sad. No, he doesn't (laughs) breathe fire. He doesn't have atomic breath or anything. It's a real missed opportunity. No mecha hobo. (sighs) Yeah, this would be the episode for mecha hobo. It would be perfect. (sighs) Hobo. Go back. Dropping the ball. Dropping that tiny ball. (laughs) Tiny, tiny ball. Just rolling down the street. Yep. (laughs) So. Hobo's just like walking down the street of this tiny town. We get a shot of like, there's like a little pub called the Queen's Head. 
Uh, so it's like a very detailed, meticulous town. Uh, and then it cuts to these two old men who are like overlooking the town from above. <laughs> uh, and they're talking about the guy who built the town. They're talking about how there's something hidden in this town. They have been given a clue to find something hidden in this town. The clue is search the tiny world for treasure. What is rare brings most pleasure. Very fun. Uh, we also find out these two guys, their names are Carl and Robert, I yes. believe. Uh, and they have been to prison. Yeah. Uh, they've just gotten out of jail. Uh, clearly, the third man in their whole heist f- that led them to jail is the guy who built this town. Yes. He's the one who left them the clue after he died. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So he was smarter than they were, they say. So he, they served time and he was free to build this tiny little town while they were in prison. <laughs> yeah. They don't seem that bitter about it. I think I'd be quite bitter about it. I think they're... I mean, I they're bitter. They're bitter, like, yeah. Maybe because he's dead. They're like, well, what are you going to do? <laughs> 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 they spot Hobo, and they assume he's a guard dog because he looks like one. Uh, and then they talk about how they're going to break into this tiny town. Cool. Yep. Scene. Tiny little crowbars. <laughs> yeah. Or they could just step over that tiny little fence. <laughs> yeah. But really, the tiny little crowbars. I like that, yes. Yeah. <laughs> little they're screwdriver. Gonna, <laughs> yeah. The guy's like, he's going to pick the lock with like like two little tiny, tiny paper clips. <laughs> yeah. Just the tiniest of bobby pins. Yeah. There. The other guy's like, dude, you could you could literally push the door in. You could rip the whole roof off. He's like, no, no. You could there's stuff a, on it. There's a finesse to this. I yeah. Gotta, to get in here and then this little tiny lock <laughs> probably cost ten thousand dollars to make a lock this small i wonder what the guinness world record for smallest lock is because i'm sure that's a thing oh it definitely is <laughs> maybe i'll google I, it put it on twitter who, why would why <laughs> well, that's what i ask myself about many guinness world records like why <laughs> well and whoever holds that record also has to hold the world's smallest key record that's true <laughs> or they didn't and they're just trolling everyone yeah it does you can't actually open it but you know no. technically it's a yeah. lock <laughs> it's, yeah <laughs> so then we go to uh a shot of this like tiny remote controlled airplane because everything in this episode is tiny uh flying over the town it's very fun do people fly those anymore is that still a thing i don't think think so i know there i shouldn't say that I, I think some people do um i know there is a model airplane club i think i was in calendar near where we live so there's clearly some people who still do it it's just not i don't think it is what it was in the 50s and 60s maybe even going into the 70s and 80s i mean what i guess the play devil's advocate why are you flying a model airplane when you could buy for the same amount of money a virtual reality setup <laughs> and like by all accounts fly an actual plane in virtual reality so i mean people still make like little model buildings and stuff it's true but i think the um the pleasure the small pleasures <laughs> derived between you know flying a, a model airplane and building a model town are two different different things yeah i agree with that I, yeah. Like, I've never <laughs> you, seen anyone. You're not going to take a hard stance on that? <laughs> no. I guess maybe they've been replaced by those people who like flying drones, uh, I guess. Oh, those guys. Gross. Okay. Yeah, I know. No, no thanks. <laughs> so the guy's flying. There's a guy who's flying this plane. Uh, Hobo is chasing it. He chases it to this house. 
um, the guy brings it in for like a super rough landing. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> there like was a, hits the ground. There was a pilot inside. He's he's like <laughs> strawberry jam <laughs> on the ceiling. Definitely. Yeah, there's nothing left of that guy. <laughs> no. Uh, so this guy, his name is Gordon. He starts talking to Hobo because no one's ever surprised the Hobo's arrived. Uh, yep. Hobo wants him to follow. Wants Gordon to follow him. So he does his patented steal the transmitter remote controller thing uh, and runs away with it. So Gordon follows him. Yes, Gordon calls Hobo Captain. He does, yes, uh, that's yes. Hobo's name on this one is Captain. This guy, Gordon, is a huge nerd. So like this guy. Nerdy. Oh, man. This guy. Uh, yeah. The... Um, also, I want to point out, and I, I'm i going to take a hard stance on okay. this. The only sound more annoying than a mosquito <laughs> is the sound of like a tiny model airplane. Oh, my God. Yes. It's just like that droning, like. But it's louder and bigger. Yes. Oh. And like I could just I could imagine sleeping in a tent at night <laughs> with half a dozen tiny model airplanes <laughs> flying around inside of it. You'd go insane. You would murder Absolutely. someone. <laughs> oh yeah. Well I think the planes would murder you if there was half a dozen in there. That's true, yeah. You'd just be like cut up little pieces. Oh yeah, there'd be nothing left. <laughs> the bears. Somebody would open unzip that tent, it'd be a fine red mist that'd come out <laughs> along with six tiny model airplanes that now have a taste for blood they just shoot out and take off Ow! oh no they're spreading it's, it's piranha three <laughs> there's your next movie piranha three <laughs> attack of the planes plane. <laughs> model plane attack yeah it's gonna be great oh no it would be piranha three plane murder <laughs> Yes, that's perfect. <laughs> All right, so James you heard Cameron. It here first. <laughs> yeah, James Cameron directs because James Cameron directed Piranha Two. I Fun fact for that. you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he wants to get back to his roots. You know, once he's done making his multi-billion-dollar Avatar <laughs> movies, like what are them? Five of them coming? Yeah, never he... actually seen the first one. Oh <laughs> uh, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> I, d- I don't understand how it's like. The highest grossing film ever. <laughs> well, it's not anymore. Now it's Avengers oh, that's Endgame, true. I think. That, that's correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thank but don't worry. He'll get the top spot back with Avatar 2, 3, 4, <laughs> 5, and Piranha 3. Pl- plain murder. <laughs> just going to sneak in there. I mean, it doesn't need to be number one, but you know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just got asked to displace like Frozen 2 and Jurassic <laughs> yeah. World. Exactly. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Show them what real cinema is. Right. It's fun and entertaining. Yeah. There's murder. There's planes. <laughs> There's a fine red mist. What else could you ask for? Really? Coleman tents. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a Coleman tent in a movie, so this is their chance. Right? They could sponsor the whole thing. <laughs> they could sponsor us. Coleman, sponsor us. You make we'll really record good, it like, one of your tents. Those coffee mugs? Those, like, Coleman coffee mugs? They make everything. Mugs? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> They probably really like make mix. microphones. We'll use a Coleman microphone. Absolutely. Send it our way. <laughs> I'm not too proud. It'll be that blue and spe- white speckled like material. Yeah, that's true. It's like, it survived <laughs> two world wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds not great, great, but you know, it's got a uh, history. You know, it's, it's doing the thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what we're trying to say is Gordon is a big nerd. <laughs> oh, he's a total nerd. Total nerd. Glasses, the hair, the outfit, the whole thing. Man screams yep. nerd. <laughs> he follows the hobo. They go. They encounter Carl and Robert, who are like looking at like the letters and the stuff they've accumulated on the hood of their car. 
Uh, Gordon, being the friendly guy he is, like rocks up and he's like, hey, what are you doing here? I own this place. And they're like, this is very convenient. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so they start spinning the story about building a similar miniature town out west and wanting to like check out the place. And Gordon is totally for it. He's like, yeah, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> The best part is the hobo. They keep cutting to the hobo, and there's like these lingering shots of the hobo just listening to their lies. And he knows their lies. He's heard them already. He's just looking at them like, you, you liars. See, hobo, this would be the perfect part to like bark. Like, let yeah. Gordon know that these are shady men. But Bite no. someone. <laughs> hobo just stays silent. He's not allowed to act. No. I still say there's somebody nope. pulling his strings. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, he's the Archangel Gabriel, remember? That's true. Yes. <laughs> Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Probably because that episode was like two years ago. It felt. It feels like forever, <laughs> forever ago. <laughs> so, oh yes. Yeah, so they take off. Gordon's gonna like show them. He takes them to meet his like guard, Harry, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, they're gonna look around. I'm gonna go upstairs and get some blueprints of the place so they can check those out." They're all like super keen on that. Hobo is meanwhile snooping through their car. <laughs> He's like going yeah. through the stuff that they were like looking at. So Gordon goes up to the attic. Hobo brings him a letter that he found from the car. Gordon opens the letter. That is what happened. <laughs> they do when they're talking though, they do they do have a nice quote where Gordon's like, Hey, you know, I actually didn't build this village. And one of them, Carl and Robert, says, Well then there must have been a previous owner. And it's like, Nope, it sprung up overnight. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of appeared, and I was like, cool, I'm going to start charging people. <laughs> yep. One day, it was just an acre of nothing, and then the next day, it was an acre of a tiny town. <laughs> you know, these things happen sometimes. It's one of the nature's miracles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just got to water the garden and make a couple of blood sacrifices, and uh, tiny town is yours. <laughs> yeah. The planes demanded it. <laughs> That's right. The murder. <laughs> yeah. The red murder planes. They need a town to protect Okay, this is how it works. Yeah. <laughs> it's like their hive. They're like, they've got like, there's a queen plane somewhere in there. Hi- hiding in the queen's head. The yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Naturally. Of course, where else would you hide? And so the, the little murder planes kind of <laughs> swarm around. I don't I don't think they collect pollen. I think they collect blood. Oh, and they just sort of like, yeah. And then um, I don't know what they make. <laughs> but whatever it is, it's probably not good. <laughs> no. They make more murder planes. That's what they make. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Infestation. <laughs> Did you hear about the murder hornets that are like apparently well, over here? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was murder hornets. That. <laughs> it's like, dear God, <laughs> 2020, you suck. <laughs> well, that's why we have the murder planes. Exactly. They're going to be on our side. Oh, unless they team up with the murder hornets, mm. in which case, We're then you got murder hornets flying murder planes. Then we're never leaving our houses ever again. Yeah. But then what are the piranhas going to fly? Oh, no. So we kind of glossed over the fact that it's Piranha 3. <laughs> yeah. Maybe the piranhas will be on our side. <laughs> okay. They That's want it. their planes back. Yeah. They're like the uh, Nicolas Cage of, of uh, what is that? Con Air. Con Air. When he has that weird Southern accent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no or um, Harrison Ford on Air Force One. Uh, much Get better. off my plane. <laughs> except they're piranha so it's like just like badly dubbed over yeah <laughs> and their little right. fishy lips are moving and then there's some dubbing yeah. <laughs> i dig it i'm in okay cool <laughs> All right. front row d-, d box seats absolutely can you imagine 
<laughs> the action. Just... <laughs> All right. Gordon opened the letter. He reads the clue. He actually reads the whole clue because there's another section to it. So the last half says, raise on high your sparkling glass to the royal golden lass. And it's signed Albert Pollock, who we know is the man who built this whole park. And he was the president of some corporation. I don't know yes. what they did. He also notices that the letter came from a minimum security prison. Uh, and then Hobo conveniently brings over a newspaper with their faces on it and says that they embezzled money and they're going to jail. So Gordon has put it all together. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just um, go- that's okay. There, there's a problem here. Okay. How old would you say Carl and Robert are? They are definitely in their like 60s. Yeah, they're like they look trim, but they're they're in their sixties. Yeah. Um, so they went to jail for embezzlement, which I'm assuming was a lengthy-ish sentence. Yeah. Like minimum, I'd say what minimum five, probably maybe ten. We kind of when we catch people at stuff like that, we do punish them pretty pretty severely. They've been there long enough that Albert Pollock has died. <laughs> yes. So here's the problem. Okay. The newspaper oh, is no. dated from September 20th, 1982, and the pictures on it are the current pictures <laughs> of Carl <laughs> and Robert. So <laughs> either they didn't age in the last five to ten years, or this episode <laughs> takes place in 1992? I'm gonna I, <laughs> I paused at a second theory, third theory. <laughs> They're wealthy white men, so they only served eight months. <laughs> <laughs> and Pollock died? Yeah. Hey, who knows? You know what? That's probably a much better theory. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go with. But also, time travel. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, we've we've run into time travel this season. Yes. You know, time and space does not really mean much in the hobo universe, so I have no I think answers. I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. They probably only <laughs> served eight months in a minimum security prison. <laughs> Um, Pollock apparently helped them hide $500,000 yes. in embezzlement money, which he kept, and they did time instead. Yes. And apparently he didn't spend it because he wanted them to find it, which was very nice of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess there's some loyalty amongst thieves. <laughs> Either that or like $500,000 is their cut. Maybe they all got two hundred and fifty. But if they're in jail, you could take that and run. <laughs> Of course you could. Yeah, $250,000. Just spend it on random, you know, your miniature town. Yeah, that's what he bought. That's exactly what financed the miniature town. <laughs> dirty money. Dirty, dirty money. Tiny little dollar bills. <laughs> just the tiniest little things. I don't know why yeah. everything tiny is so cute, but it really is. <laughs> Have you ever seen those videos of like the hamster eating the tiny food that somebody has prepared in like a tiny little kitchen? No. Okay. It's a strange area of YouTube <laughs> and Twitter, but it's adorable. It's so cute. Okay. I'll probably post one on Twitter. It'll make you happy. All right. <laughs> Sounds good. I look forward to it. It's so cute. Uh, so Gordon's put everything together. He's figured it out. He knows that Carl and Robert are here to find that $500,000. He calls Harry the guard, tells him what's going on, and Harry doesn't act suspicious at all. He's not looking like, oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, he he's like the most unsubtle person. <laughs> like they tell possibly be. right away that they know what's up. <laughs> is his name Harry or is it George? I thought it was Harry. I have Harry through my notes. It okay, could very I have well George be George. George through my notes. Hold on, let's. <laughs> um, 
What is this called? Small pleasures. pleasures. Hobo. Hopefully that'll do it. Small pleasures. Okay, hang on. Just so I know. Ah, you're right. It's Harry. There is no George. I don't know where <laughs> I cut George from. <laughs> he does look like he could be a George. You know? Okay. <laughs> Maybe his last name's George. Harry George. <laughs> Harry George. Harry George. We're going to go with that. It's terrible. Terrible name. It's so bad. So Carl and Robert know that they know. So they immediately go to the attic, find Gordon, lock him in there. <laughs> like, I'm going to lock you in there. Hobo sees what's going on. He's going to go rescue Gordon. Uh, Gordon says he wants to stop Carl and Robert before they destroy the village. I'm sure that's exactly his whole plan. Not the $500,000. Yep. <laughs> yep. He seems very excited about it. I mean, who wouldn't be? Because he, he does say there's a half a million dollars here somewhere. And he's very, mm-hmm. very excited about it. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's his number one concern. Yeah. The uh, miniature village he doesn't really seem to care a whole lot about. <laughs> Just finances his murder plane, so... <laughs> Yeah. Also, um, Carl and I keep forgetting that Carl and Robert show up like when Gordon leaves, he takes uh, he takes a Jeep to go to where he needs <laughs> to go. True, yeah. <laughs> which is a Toyota J40 Land Cruiser, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Well, you didn't think I knew that? Come on. Uh, <laughs> but so like he takes a Jeep, but then these guys show up at his house we should also mention the hobo jumps through an open window, open ground floor window <laughs> to course. get into the attic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they like show up at the house after tying up Harry within like 30 seconds. So where is this house in relation to the <laughs> mini town? And why did why did Gordon feel like he needed to take a Jeep there? It's like that um, that airplane episode where they had the dueling like airplane businesses right across from each other. Yes, that's drove. right. Yeah. <laughs> like, really, guys? Really? Yep. And then beyond the one we couldn't see was a miniature airplane business. <laughs> yeah. Just full of murder planes. Just tiny little like airplane hangers. Yep. <laughs> the little planes. Little little hornets doing little maintenance on the planes. That's you know? so cute. <laughs> Oiling the wheels. <laughs> taking little test flights. <laughs> taking their moms up. They got up. the little the little orange things they have, you know, on the airstrips. <laughs> yeah, except they have like six of them because they've they're hornets and they can do it. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe they use their stingers. Ooh, that's They get two of them and they just wiggle those stingers around to show you where to land. <laughs> They're fluorescent. But then if you don't land properly, you, they sting you. <laughs> that's what you get. <laughs> yep. That's how discipline goes in a murder plane, miniature murder plane hornet. <laughs> no mercy <laughs> hanger. there. There is no, no mercy. Mm-mm. I love this whole murder plane thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Gordon, again, he doesn't want them to destroy the village. So he immediately cut to a shot of, I think it's Carl prying the roof off a mini house okay well hang on (laughs) hang on you missed the part (laughs) what part did i miss (laughs) so so they they uh so robert and carl go up and they basically like gordon's like wow oh no like uh you know you guys are convicts you're (laughs) ex-cons to which i'm like well it's embezzlement it's pretty much you know it's not like it's a violent crime (laughs) but all right whatever but and uh robert goes over to gordon and uh he opens his suit jacket so Gordon could see something. And he says, no violence, please. But I'm pretty sure like uh, he doesn't have a gun in there. <laughs> I think he's just got like a hole cut in his white dress shirt. And it's just like a tattoo of Carl's face frowning <laughs> that Robert got in prison. <laughs> oh, like one of those terrible like pen ink tattoos. Yeah, oh. yeah. Just somebody did it with like a, like a little stick. needle. 
<laughs> but it's like it's not even it's it's not even his face it's his friend's face <laughs> yeah. but like his nipple is the mouth or something Ooh. weird it's just Ooh. like and and Gord's like you know what i don't want to mess with these guys <laughs> yeah. i mean embezzlement's not a violent crime but uh this is this is too much whatever's going on there <laughs> yeah i i do not want to get anywhere near these men if you're willing to do that you're willing to do anything <laughs> yeah yeah and then and then of course they lock him in they close the door on him and and take off yeah they gotta go destroy a tiny town yeah you gotta rip for some reason tiny towns i only think of godzilla destroying things and then the mm-hmm. scene at the end of hot fuzz it takes place in the tiny town <laughs> yep. where he impales himself on like the church. <laughs> the little kid there. For the greater good. <laughs> yeah. And he's like lisping with the church through his mouth. <laughs> oh, I should man. watch that movie again. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. He gets locked in. Hobo shows up. He scratches at the door. Yeah. This is the door and Hobo Gordon's, cannot open. He can't. He barks. <laughs> he barks a whole bunch. So, Gordon's like, that you, Captain? And I'm like, nope. It's a very feral Harry. He's returned. <laughs> it's the rabid raccoon returned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just see a little paw under the door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no, my Mars bar or whatever he was eating. Yeah, my Snickers. <laughs> his Snickers. <laughs> and then Gordon, Gordon says, someone's got to stop them before they take my village apart, <laughs> which are the famous last words of everyone who ever fought Genghis Khan ever. <laughs> That was beautiful. That was just very nicely done. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I spent like two hours reading Genghis, Genghis Khan's Wikipedia article once I got in there. Man, he was a cool dude. I, I mean, aside from some of the stuff, but I mean, like there's overall, lots of murder, but you know, there was a lot of murder. But like, that was only the people who resisted his rule, and his rule was actually pretty sweet. He was like, "Hey, religious tolerance, neat. Let's figure out a male a male thing in the Silk Road so we could trade goods." It's like, ah, oh, Genghis Khan's pretty neat. Except for the times when you're like, oh man, that guy's going to tear my village <laughs> apart. And you try and fight him, in which case he will kill all of you. Not just one, he'll kill all of you. And then he'll try and destroy your entire culture. So it's a mixed bag. You know, you know? good, bad. It's everyone. Yeah. Didn't he die yeah. of like a nosebleed or something stupid? No, that's Alexander the Great. Okay. I knew somebody had died of a nosebleed. And I was like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's the other world's greatest conqueror. <laughs> There's two of them. Genghis Khan and Alexander the Great. I guess someone's got to stop them before they take my village apart. Also applies to Alexander the Great. <laughs> you know, if I had to choose one, I'd probably go with Genghis Khan. <laughs> yeah. Genghis Khan is way cooler. Didn't Alexander the Great have a weird thing with his mom? <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough to, to wade in on Alexander the Great, but I know a fair amount about Genghis Khan now. <laughs> We're starting our new podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's just Khan! <laughs> and it's not about Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. We'll psych everyone. We'll make them think it's about Star Trek. And they'll start listening yeah. and be like, ha, psych. <laughs> oh, we'll call it the Littlest Khan. <laughs> yes. And, and then we'll we'll spend one season on Genghis Khan. And then we could spend another season on Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. Yes, that's two full seasons right there. That's amazing. Yeah, we could focus on cons. And then we'll we'll do the third season on Con Air. We'll just dissect the whole movie by like increments of 15 yep. minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. How good was his accent in this 15 minutes? Right. How crazy was John Malkovich here? Oh, oh. is it? Who's... Who's in that movie with the the creepy guy? I always forget his name. Oh. You know what I'm talking I about. I do. I could uh, see him. 
Oh, no. Our, That's going to bother me. Hang on. <laughs> Is it Google? <laughs> Don't let us Con down. Air. <laughs> Cast. I'm going to know it as soon as I see it. Steve Buscemi. Oh, yes. It's Steve Buscemi. <laughs> How could I forget Steve Buscemi? <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> icon. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. The littlest icon. <laughs> You're a genius, Katie. <laughs> Totally on purpose. <laughs> you know, I just, these things just pop in my head and <laughs> yep. I just spit them out. <laughs> yep. It's beautiful. All right. So I look forward to our newest podcast, The Littlest Icon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> if isolation lasts too long, it may become a reality. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I have nothing else to do. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right, back to Tiny Town Whoa. Destruction. <laughs> All right. Uh, Carl, destroying a house. Prize a roof off. Immediately, yeah, rips a roof right off. <laughs> he pulls out a tiny chandelier, and he's like, hey, Robert, it's a sparkling glass. <laughs> and Robert <laughs> comes over, and he's like, that's plastic, you dumbass. Because <laughs> yeah. he takes one look at it, and he's like, does that look like glass to you? <laughs> it is not. <laughs> they have a little banter. Uh, they drop the chandelier. Hobo grabs said chandelier. <laughs> they drop it like the Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> Just <laughs> <laughs> destroys the entire stage. How was Phantom of the Opera? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> uh, I saw it twice, and I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it more the first time because I spent the entire second time trying to figure out how they did all their tricks, uh-huh. and I did. It wasn't hard to figure <laughs> out how they did all their tricks. But the cool thing about the Phantom of the Opera is, so like the productions I saw were in Toronto, and it's a little bit different, like not lyrically, but stage setup is different <laughs> from country to country. So in Canada, the chandelier kind of like sits basically center above everyone. And then it sweeps down towards the stage when it falls right at the end of yeah. the first <laughs> act. Right. In Australia, it's actually the reverse. So the chandelier apparently sits above the stage and they actually launch it towards <laughs> the crowd. Australia is loves Which... to do everything more dangerously. <laughs> <laughs> I remember just such like, this was so long ago. I was in high school. I think we talked about Phantom of the Opera and I was like, yeah, this is cool. Um, trying to impress a girl, right? And like, I just remember reading an account of like a review from someone who went to Australia and saw it. And they're like, that thing was no more than two feet above me. He's like, if I had stood up, I'm pretty sure the chandelier would have decapitated me. <laughs> That's just life in Australia, you know? <laughs> like, there's a little sign outside, uh, you know, Andrew Lloyd Webber's Phantom of the Opera, you must be below six foot eight to watch this. They have one of those, like, amusement park, like, height things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, sir, you're six foot ten? You have to sit up on the balcony, otherwise you will die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We don't want to have to clean that up, sir. <laughs> yeah, not again. <laughs> you have to stop the whole show. The actors get annoyed. Yeah, it's you throw the, off just their the groove. Worst. It's just the whole thing. They're all prima donnas. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Such divas. <laughs> Someone lost their head again. <laughs> oh, man. I think that actually happens in the Phantom of the Opera. Man, I... No, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not. I don't, don't want anything to do with that musical. <laughs> no. You don't want to watch the Jared Butler? <laughs> oh, Rossum God. <laughs> I, sh- I really like Emmy Rossum. I, she's I'll very go good. Out. Yes. Yeah, she's very talented. <laughs> she's very good at that. What a disaster. <laughs> what a disaster that movie is. Uh, just, yep. <laughs> oh, man. And that's like... When that movie came out, it wasn't you couldn't get it where we were. It never came to this town. Never no. came to North Bay. 
Um, I think the closest it was was Ottawa. Um, do you know Do you know what a screener is? You download a screener. <laughs> oh, that's what they send to people for like award shows and stuff, right? Or like okay, critics? maybe not a screener. Um, I'm trying to think of what the proper phrase, what the proper. I think it's called screener. I could be wrong. Anyways, it's basically like as I know it. Uh, there's an episode of Seinfeld about it. It's where someone takes like a camcorder into the oh, theater yeah, 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 and like yeah. records directly <laughs> off the screen. Yeah, I remember that is the probably the first and only screener I ever downloaded, <laughs> probably off of Kazaa or oh. like Morpheus or Napster, <laughs> so I could watch this terrible movie in terrible quality because I was like, I gotta see it, and uh, I'm pretty sure I used to own it, and I got rid of it a very long time ago i'm looking at my dvds now and i don't see it i have two copies of army of darkness which is um surprise yeah it's weird i don't understand that but uh no it, it does not appear to be present anymore i, I think i might have given it away take it yeah please i don't want it probably the only man in the world who owned the deluxe collector's edition of andrew lloyd weber's phantom of the opera <laughs> You know what people are like? Did you ever wish you could go back to your high school days? It's like not a chance. <laughs> no, thank you. I did some no. questionable things. Don't ask. Some very, <laughs> very questionable things. It's like, oh, you killed a man. Oh, much worse. Just much worse. Involves a mask. I liked. I liked an Andrew Lloyd Webber musical that wasn't Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> Just so ashamed. Yeah, I mean, at least it wasn't Cats. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the play that shall not be named <laughs> okay uh, so hobo has taken the tiny chandelier he's run back to gordon gordon who is currently doing the whole like bed sheet rope trick to get it yeah, he's gonna bat rope down <laughs> we're gonna get a shot of him clearly walking up like walking across the surface but the camera's 90 degrees <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then people are going to pop out of the windows and say hi. <laughs> Give a little wave. <laughs> Keep going yeah. down. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> it's you, Gordon. <laughs> Fighting some crime today? You know it. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am, actually. <laughs> i got to go save an entire town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, <laughs> Gordon, bed sheets, rope. <laughs> we get a shot of Harry who's tied up in the guardhouse. Uh, Hobo, I lied. <laughs> Hobo did not go to Gordon. Hobo went to Harry. No. <laughs> Yeah. He went to untie Harry, who runs off to call yeah, the cops. Harry, yeah, <laughs> Harry realized really quickly he wasn't as into BDSM as he originally thought. <laughs> he's like, this is not what I expected. <laughs> no, he went willingly. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'll try it. <laughs> yeah, why not? I'm very open-minded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. You're good looking, guys. Yeah. We're all about the same age here. Well, why not? <laughs> yeah. And then that jerk took a terrible turn, and Harry was like, mm, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what? That I tried to say the safe word, but they, they left. They, didn't, they left, wouldn't hear it. Kept yelling avocado, and they just walked away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're back at Gordon, who somehow, I don't know if you've ever tried to rip a bed sheet. It's hard. It's very difficult. They're very well made, but not Harry's yeah. bed sheets, because it starts ripping <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Either that or Harry weighs like a ton. Are you talking about Gordon or Harry? Gordon. Do you think Gordon has Harry's bed sheets? <laughs> Man, Harry is into some stuff. You know, he doesn't like to talk bed about it. Bed sheets are all scratched up. <laughs> Listen, that man's in his 70s. He can do whatever exactly. he wants. Exactly. He's at the point he doesn't care. <laughs> it's the 80s. It's a time to be alive. Right? You just do some cocaine and see what happens. 
that's right. You heard it here, folks. Katie's Katie's rules for life. Do some good- She's gonna put it on a little plaque. I'm gonna give it to her for her birthday. Somebody cross stitch that for me, please. Yeah, that's right. Please do give it to Katie. <laughs> do some cocaine. See what happens. Just- My philosophy, you know. Yeah. No, Gordon, Gordon Gordon is like Gordon is trying to get down. He's also we forgot to mention he took his remote with him. Oh yes. Uh mm-hmm. I figured it was in case he needed to like summon forty five miniature <laughs> helicopters. He was just gonna like float down on them. As like, like a Disney bird thing where they all pick him up by the by the shirt. I like how you went for Disney Bird and I went for Ride of the Valkyries Apocalypse Now. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of napalm. <laughs> and then he Yeah. It's like conflicting sounds. You got Ride of the Valkyries coming for the helicopters. You got the Godzilla theme coming from yeah. from the miniature town. And then you got Snow White doing her little birdie song. Yeah. It's just a weird, it's a very weird Venn diagram. Yeah. This whole town is just like the Twilight Zone. Yeah. yeah. And in the center, the queen murder plane waits. Yeah. A little smile on her murder plane face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So Gordon's bed sheet rips, leaves him like dangling off the roof. Uh, it's not very dramatic because he pulls himself up in like two seconds. <laughs> also, it's a stunt man, 100% a stunt Absolutely man. not the actor, no. They didn't even no, try. No. <laughs> no, it really didn't. Uh, so Gordon is now stuck back in the attic. Carl and Robert are still in the t- tiny town. They're arguing about what the heck they're trying to look for. They, I don't know what's going on anymore. What do my notes say? We go. Well, so Gordon... <laughs> It's still up in the attic. He's like gone back to the trunk and he's like, oh, well, I can't get out. So I should look for clues here. And he picks up the very first picture he picks up <laughs> yes, is uh, Pollock kneeling in front of the Queen's Head Tavern. <laughs> and Gordon's like, wait a minute, what's that? And he magnifies it. And the Queen's Head Tavern has a little tiny tavern sign. <laughs> and it's it's a one penny stamp circa... 1880? Sure. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's like Victorian almost. So it's probably worth $500,000. Yeah. We'll see. And, and this jerk <laughs> has taken that stamp and made a little sign out of it and laminated it and stuck it in the middle of his park where anybody could get to it. I'm sure somebody who comes and visits would look at that and be like, I know that stamp. It's worth a lot of yeah. money. <laughs> How about just a very strong wind or... <laughs> An adventurous raccoon. <laughs> that thing's gone. Yeah. Bye bye, five hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it does. That's ridiculous. It does seem like a terrible place to hide five hundred thousand dollars. Yes, <laughs> pretty much the worst place. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Pollock. I don't remember your first name. <laughs> but then you, and then you also have to sell the stamp again, right? And that takes time. And maybe it's gone down in value. You don't know what the stamp market is doing. <laughs> Invest in Bitcoin, Pollock. <laughs> Cryptocurrency is the future. It is the way of the future. <laughs> Just remember your password so when you die, people can get your money. <laughs> this is, it's, it's true, actually. Mine's written down. <laughs> Did you hear about that guy who like died and left like had so much money up in Bitcoin? Like millions of no. dollars and nobody oh. can access it. <laughs> no, there's so many like heartache <laughs> stories about Bitcoin. There's like the one guy... He um he had I can't remember how many coins he had it was like thousands and they were on a hard drive that he sent to the dump so he actually spent like months in the dump no. trying to find this hard drive because it was worth millions upon millions of dollars I actually have a friend who works as an IT technician when he was doing his degree about ten years ago his textbook came with ten free bitcoins 
like what? a code that you could add to your wallet and he threw his textbook out he never cashed them because they weren't worth anything they were worth like yeah half a cent each and now he's like yep yep that's uh like two hundred thousand dollars right there Ooh, that's painful <laughs> yeah it's like that that sucks should have bought stamps <laughs> right you can never go wrong with stamps <laughs> stamps and gold <laughs> yep uh so while gordon has figured this out carl and robert have also finally figured it out uh they realize that the clue is pointing them towards the pub so they run to the pub they look and as they're heading to the pub hobo is like nana intercepts steals the little tiny sign off the pub and runs away <laughs> so they're chasing him uh yeah well, i don't know why they don't use their gun <laughs> that's true yeah just shoot the dog i'm sure they have no just shoot just absolutely <laughs> with fire upon the dog <laughs> like, no no but no no <laughs> they, they, they like a chase you know like yeah. the fugitive. <laughs> like to hunt him down. <laughs> yep. Uh, so Gordon is on the roof of his house. Hobo shows up with the little pub sign. Uh, Gordon is clueless. Hobo drops the sign on like the little helicopter that is like on a helipad. And Gordon still is like, what are you doing with the sign? Because he's a dumbass. Uh, <laughs> the other guys, Carl and Robert, show up. So Hobo then... Tries to play a trick on them. He goes to a different plane, grabs it, and runs away. So they think the little thing is on that plane. And as they run away, Gordon finally clues in. And he's like, oh, right, yeah. So he turns on his little tiny helicopter. <laughs> yeah, how does he do that? I don't know. I know nothing about mini planes. <laughs> like that, Does that transmitter work for every single thing there? And if it does, how do you... Does he change the channels? Like how many... There's like 20 miniature aircraft there, so many. right? So does his transmitter have 20 different <laughs> channels to go through? And also, is all the aircraft powered on? Like, I don't understand. It, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> we have many questions. I, yes. <laughs> no answers. It's okay. I don't, I don't need an answer. <laughs> Otherwise, we wouldn't get this. We're almost done the season. Finale of the helicopter rising into the sky with a little tiny yeah. sign hanging off of it. <laughs> and Gordon flying the helicopter over so he can grab the sign, at which point I was like, you're still trapped on the roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's your plan at this point? Because Carl and Robert have realized you now have the sign. Uh, but And there are two of them. Two of them, and you're trapped on a roof. Just saying. But it's fine. Because who shows up? Harry, with a bunch of cops in tow. <laughs> yep. Uh and so that's kind of the, we go into the ending scene now. Uh, okay. So ending scene, there's a reporter. She's like taking photos of Gordon and Hobo. She's like chatting up with them. She's talking about how he's become like this big hero in town. The money was returned, but the insurance people had a reward. So Gordon and Harry both get a cut of this like reward. Seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> I No, it really doesn't. <laughs> I know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I, now that you've told me they only probably spent like eight months in prison, <laughs> I don't feel as strongly. But originally, I thought they had spent like five to ten years in prison, and I was like, "This is not. This is not justice. <laughs> this isn't fair." There was three people in this conspiracy. One of them was free, was stayed free. He died, left the money that these guys suffered in prison for, and now Gordon <laughs> returns the money, gets reward money for money that was already reimbursed, becomes a local <laughs> hero. Yep. And like these two guys are back in jail again. I'm like this is awful. Crime doesn't pay. <laughs> Except the one guy I did. He built a tiny town. Okay, crime he doesn't pay. He lived a nice long life. <laughs> yeah, 
this has got to be pie on the face for the legal system, right? Like when all this comes out, they're like, oh, darn. Because Pollock was the head of his corporation. Yes, he was like that a big he was, Yeah, he embezzled money from his own corporation. Like that's got to look bad on both the corporation and the, the police, right? Like the legal system. Yes, you let this man go. There'd be questions. I'm sure he bribed people, yeah. you know. <laughs> Absolutely. But exposition lady doesn't care. She's yep. taken way too many photos. Oh, she's just having the time of her life with that. That's a film camera. Yep. That's not digital. No, that's expensive. We <laughs> got so many shots, man. <laughs> you you got to send those off still. Yeah. Uh, so then Gordon, he's talking about Hobo and about like how if Captain could talk, he could tell you like the full story. Uh, and that's Hobo's cue. He's like, nope, I'm gone. And Gordon ends by saying, I bet he's seen more adventures than the rest of us put together. And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> Yay! Yay! We made it through. <laughs> what did you think? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know what? Actually, it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was more entertaining than a couple of other episodes we've watched. Yep. Um, it's sort of like upper middle ground (laughs) (laughs) i would agree with that statement yes not the best not the worst (laughs) no i mean the miniature town is really nice Um, i wish they'd used it more (laughs) yeah well it is one of those things right uh mike did inform us that this was filmed at cullen gardens which was in whitby ontario um he actually said it was 10 minutes from his house uh when he was growing up and he remembers going to halloween themed events there how fun which is really cool um and brad also told us the same thing uh he also mentioned that they had thirty-five thousand visitors annually which is incredible but to be fair if it existed i if it still existed it doesn't anymore uh i'd 100 percent go there now i'd be like yeah man i'm gonna i'm gonna get in my best godzilla costume my friend Katie and I are gonna go there. <laughs> Do a photo shoot. I'm gonna walk around the town. Yeah, you can be Mothra. Yeah. Or you could you could be whoever you want. You'd be Ghidorah. <laughs> you could be Destroya. You could be Mecha uh, Godzilla. You could you choose. <laughs> you could be the weird armadillo one. Um, that one's fun. <laughs> you. Yeah, and we'll just walk through the town singing the Godzilla theme song. With the pre-recording of the scream, the Godzilla roar. <laughs> yeah, because we can't no. do it. <laughs> no, no. I like that plan. If anyone yeah. knows of a tiny town. Preferably yeah, in Ontario. Yeah, let us know in Ontario that we could get to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, come on down to Minneapolis. Like, yeah, I don't think Why so. Why I want to go there? Yeah. I'm sure it's great. I'm not walking around in a in a giant Godzilla costume in an open carry state. Ooh, heck no. No, thank you. That is asking to die. Um, All right. Hobo harm. Zero. Zero. He doesn't do anything dangerous. He doesn't do anything. Uh, no. Your hobo fight. Uh, I have Carl and Robert versus Pollock. I think they need some sweet revenge on that guy. That's fair. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not advocating for embezzlement, but uh, these guys did their time. And it kind of I got assume. the impression that, like, not that they were forced into doing this, but they were the lawyers for him. So, like, he yeah. probably strong-armed them a little bit. You know, well, Pollock was the guy running the company. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like Carl and Robert could have possibly been any higher than him. Mm-hmm. They were likely, yeah, maybe lawyers, or they worked there, or they were friends <laughs> of his that somehow helped. Like, yeah, they they definitely weren't the head cheese on this mm-hmm. one, and they're going back to prison <laughs> for I don't know, uh, I guess in prison like assault for I guess Harry, it's a kidnapping, because or what do they call it? forced constrainment or something? And you lock somebody in a room. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's not what Harry calls it. <laughs> Harry calls it Saturday. 
<laughs> but yeah, I mean, destruction of private property, trespassing. Yeah, I'm sure this. I mean, they're probably they're two old white guys. They're probably only going back for another eight and months. I mean, really, they'll return. They said they went to a minimum security prison, so still not great. They're, I wouldn't want to be in one, but no, they only get to golf one day a week. <laughs> exactly, you know. They have to share yeah. a room. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what's, what's your hobo fight? Uh, I said Carl and Robert, and I don't know why I thought this, versus the Wet Bandits from Home Alone. <laughs> oh, I think the Wet Bandits have that they down. They absolutely do. They're way more terrifying. But for some reason, I yeah. just pictured duos, and that's who came to mind. So <laughs> nice. that's who I went with. Nice. Uh, your song lyric. Oh, my song lyric is, there's a half a million dollars here somewhere. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Mine is search the tiny world for treasure. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually really good. <laughs> All right. And that is this episode. Done and done. Perfect. All right. Are you ready for the second last episode of the season? I am so ready. Tell me all about it. All right. It is called The Five Labors of Hercules, Part (laughs) 1. Synopsis reads, A boy with a leg injury has his heart set on buying a purebred dog, but needs to raise the money fast, so Hobo helps him with a dog-sitting service. Okay. Okay. Curious to see how this goes. (laughs) All right. Well, until we meet again, fellow hobos, hop on that train, and we'll see you at the next stop. I've been Stefan. And I've been Katie. Take care. (laughs) Bye.